Welcome to High Beam, a BMW Motorrad New Zealand podcast produced by Kiwi Rider, celebrating 40 years of GS. Join us at the GS Rally, Wided Upper, November 2020, in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All bikes welcome. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash GS Rally NZ. That's G S R A L L Y E N Z. Welcome to the first ever edition of High Beam, brought to you by BMW Motorrad New Zealand, and we are celebrating 40 years of GS. Not only this, we have a bit of a rally coming up, the GS Rally 2020 is happening in Wairarapa in November. So we'll be bringing you a series on BMW and the GS bikes and people who ride them. Uh, our first subject is one Paul Kane. Greetings Paul. Hello, how are you? Fantastic, and yourself? I could not be better. Thank you for asking. Now, the first time I met you, you were riding a mighty GS. Can you tell me what you currently ride? Uh, yeah, sure. I ride a 2016 R1200 GS Adventure. That's the one with the big tank and the spoked wheels, yeah? That's the one. 30 litres uh, to go far too far before your backside gives up. <laughs> How long have you been riding said uh, GSA? I got the bike two years ago now. I was previously riding a 2013 GS, the standard bike, and I made the mistake of going into the uh, the Wellington BMW dealer, uh, the terrific guys at uh, Motor Mart, and uh, Ian Shiner, the, the dealer principal in there, uh, very sneakily showed me a very nice GSA in uh, Army Green and made me an offer I couldn't refuse, and there you go. Okay, so what was it, other than the offer that you couldn't refuse, was there anything that the GSA had over the GS that, that kind of dragged you across to the, the more adventurous side, shall we say, or? I like the idea of the, the, the fuel range, not not because I go to places where I'm far away from fuel, but I, uh, I do tour quite, when I'm not just doing my regular commute, um, I do quite a bit of touring and it's just convenient that I don't have to worry about fuel. So the fuel capacity was a, a part of the appeal. More so than that, I would say it was the, the overall height of the motorcycle. Um, I'm a meter 96 and I'm not a small guy. Uh, whereas the, the, uh, the, the little bit of extra ride height, uh, I just like I just like that and I like the presence on the road that it gave me. What is your motorcycling history, Paul? Uh, it's relatively short, really. I've, I've only been riding for the last seven, eight years. It, it was something I started to do primarily as a, a means of conveniently and cheaply commuting. And I, I got the bug, basically, and uh, it's become much more than that. It's a bit like that, isn't it? A lot of people get in. The gateway drug is that cheap form of transport, and then suddenly you're hooked. Yeah, yeah. And and it's not cheap at all, because with motorcycles, you, yeah, you, you, well, I've gone through quite a few bikes in a relatively short space of time. I just like trying out new bikes. But I think with this GSA, I, I would be really hard pressed uh, to move to something else to be honest fair enough uh, have you always been adventure bikes or have you always been big bikes or what's what's kind of um, I, I've all because of my physical size I've always tried to have the largest physical bike that I could I, I actually started on a F650 another beamer 
um, uh, one of the uh, hilariously named Fun Juros. Uh, and had a couple of those, actually, which I, I thought were, a, they were a great learner bike. Um, but I did like the upright ride position. My first big engined bike was uh, a 1250 Bandit, uh, or strictly speaking, a GSX 1250FA, uh, which is not technically a Bandit. It's basically a Bandit with a fairing. So I had that for a few years, and I, I really enjoyed it. I had a, there was a, a Suzuki S40 and a Honda CB500X in the house. They were my wife's bike, but quite often I took those for a wee spin from time to time as well. Um, and then I went from the, the Bandit to an Aprilia Capinor 1200. So a road-focused bike, but with an adventure styling. So you had that upright riding position, but there were alloy wheels. And I mean, there were very much road tires on it. And the, the, the way it was kitted, you, you, you wouldn't want to do much more than a very simple gravel road on it, to be honest. But the, yeah, the styling I have always liked because it suits... Uh, traveling long distances and my bones are not as flexible as they used to be so it's uh it's good to it's a good position to be in when you're wanting to get the keys covered so you mentioned you do a bit of touring how far are we talking how far do you go are you one of these mega k guys that can do 2000 in a day or what sort of riding do you do no i i no i'm not a 2000 k's in a day guy i'll i'll happily do 500 in a day it all depends what I'm trying to do. Uh, one of the things I love about touring on, on the bike is the it's a much more visceral experience than going on a road trip in a car or a camper van or something like that. But I would far rather travel a relatively short distance, say around the 300k mark, and not necessarily go straight from A to B, maybe deviate a little bit, go down some side roads, stop, have a nosy. Uh, that's how I like to how I like to tour. If I need to, yeah, I can put my head down and, and cover some distance, but that's that's not really what I'm aiming to do. It's more to see around me and enjoy the road. And you commute on your uh, GSA as well? Yes, I live in Waikanae Beach, but I, I work in Newtown and Wellington. So it's, it's about a hundred, something between 130, 140 k's round trip for my commute. So uh, I do that three days a week and uh, I work at home a bit as well so just to break up the monotony of that Fair enough So how is the uh, the big girl in commuting and you know in that uh, that morning Wellington rush hour traffic uh, I suppose you'd be forgiven for thinking it's a bit of overkill for the commute it, it's it's definitely uh, bigger than some of the ninjas and the KTM singles that you see hooning through doing the, doing the, the infiltering along the motorway at times Um yeah, I have to I have to take the, the size of the machine into account. Uh, but in terms of because my commute's a bit longer, um, the comfort's important. But I think more so than anything else, the design of the GS and that old boxer twin and all the weight being not that far away from the road and the whole thing just been so beautifully balanced. Uh, I can go really, really slow, and the bike is really, really stable. Uh, and sometimes that's that's a very convenient thing in the traffic. But the handling of the bike is it's for such a big bulky machine to be quite so heavy. It it there's barely any movement in it, and the weight just disappears, and it becomes very very uh, relatively agile. And it's um it's got a tight turning circle, 
And as long as you're conscious of the width of the thing, you can you can happily filter on it uh, legally, of course. But it's just yeah, the stability and and the handling, I think, make it uh, make it a good machine for the for the for the community. Talk us through your most memorable motorcycling adventure. Oh gosh. Well, a, a few years ago, my wife and I did a bit over three weeks in the South Island. And I think as far as New Zealand is concerned, it's going to be very, very hard. There's some fantastic roads in the North Island, but uh, the mainland offers something very different. I would say one of my favorite parts of that was in the Catlins. Beautiful roads, very, very few vehicles on it, good surface, twisties, windies up and hill, down hills and and just stunning weather uh, apparently i didn't know this until i went down there but apparently uh it never gets cold in that part of the world the, the locals informed me that uh, with, with straight faces um but it was 30 36 degrees in the catlins whenever we went through there for a couple of days uh stunning scenery. oh it's always 36 yeah. in the <laughs> I mean, even at this time of year. <laughs> apparently so yes maybe maybe minus 36 but the, the, that's the only way 36 is going to be on the, on the temperature gauge yeah the, the, the catlins was one of the most impressively stunning parts of the island I wasn't expecting that at all the west coast was amazing we touched a little bit of central Otago and a little bit of Fjordland. We spent quite a bit of time in Southland. Went down as far as Bluff because, you know, that's what you got to do. Did the whole Invercargill and the, and the, the, uh, the, 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 the world's fastest Indian scene. We did the, all the museums and, and had a look around all those roads and went to the beaches and went to do the hill climbs without actually being there for the Berkman Road. Um, but the, the bit between there and, and, and eventually getting into to Dunedin around the Catlins, I would have to say that was pretty special. The roads were fantastic, as I say, the scenery, uh, the weather was awesome. We stopped at Curio Bay thinking we'll nip in here for a cup of coffee. We'd been told there was a visitor centre. And strangely, one of the most memorable things was not being on the bike, but just being around Curio Bay and seeing the dolphin and visiting the, the petrified forest and all that sort of thing. And then going to put our black motorcycle gear, which had been sitting in the sun at 36 degrees Celsius and getting up to get back on the bike. That was, that was both one of the most enjoyable and the most unpleasant experiences all rolled into the same afternoon. Um, unpleasant to put the gear on and get going and get a bit of air circulating but that's that's part of the adventure right if everything is comfortable and smooth and it's not really an adventure as far as that's concerned um, yeah and the other the main other aspect of that was the uh, Arthur's Pass road which was pretty special I have to say especially the bit around uh, Castle Hill and then the bit around the Tiro Viaducts uh, just two amazing stretches of road which were really quite something yeah real real good memories there paul kane with your 2016 bmw r 1200 gs adventure well thank you very much for sharing the details about your bike and your adventures with us and we wish you uh, many more happy kilometers on the roads around this beautiful beautiful country not at all thank you Thanks for listening to High Beam, a BMW Motorrad New Zealand podcast produced by Kiwi Rider, celebrating 40 years of GS. 
Join us at the GS Rally, Wairarapa, November 2020, in association with BMW Motorrad New Zealand. All bikes welcome. For more info, head to facebook.com forward slash GSRallyNZ. That's G-S-R-A-L-L-Y-E-N-Z.